last time on the Lords of Grantha podcast, we discussed The Crown Season 4, Episode 5, Fagin, in which that character, uh, well, not character, actual person, Fagin, he broke into Buckingham Palace, and he did it twice, once sitting on the Queen's bed while talking to her, just about, you know, his plight and how bad, you know, government is treating people like him and, and they don't care. And uh, he may have changed Elizabeth's mind about a few things about politics. Who knows? But that's all that happened. Well, we'll probably not follow up on that uh, this week, but we got a lot with Diana and Charles to talk about this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. Oh, I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back. Chili's baby back real. I want my baby back. Chili's baby back real. I want my baby back And we're back. Yes, yes, we are, Dave. That is that is true. We are back yet again for season four, episode six of The Crown. Indeed, Terra Terra Nullius, uh, some Latin for us. <laughs> I feel like it's almost like a, an easy thing to fall back on for Peter Morgan to, to make it sound like it's something you know, it, it means more or whatever, or it, there's some kind of deep meaning to the name of the episode, and it's just like, man, just put it in English. <laughs> like, just tell us what you're going for. You don't have to. Yeah, just what, resort why to do using I have Latin. to Google what it means? That it just Every mean, time. it means it means no man's land. I looked yeah. it up. You could have just called it No Man's Land or something. It's just how many times we got to look this up. I mean, they do say the words Terra Nullius in this episode, which that that's always good when they do that, when they actually reference what the name of the episode is. But He probably does that. He probably does that himself. Yeah, he's like, oh, man, I want to name this episode this. How do I make you it? You know it was written by him because this episode goes all out to flex. This is the biggest flex of an episode that this show has maybe ever had, I think. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll dive into that. I, um, I just mean as far as... There's like a cold open, and there's uh, the the opening credits, and then it says "nina nina" written mm. like to, written by Peter Morgan. It's the most it's the most Morgany flex of of the season so far. Wait, do you actually watch the credits to the show? No, but it was after the credits. There was another title card that came up. Oh, okay, yeah, because I skipped the credits and I saw that the, it said the crown again. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, there's a flex. It's a big flex. I, I mean, there's nothing necessarily special about this episode for him to, to flex like that, but, you know, sometimes you're feeling yourself, and I guess he was. Well, I feel like this is the one that everyone's been waiting for, this episode. Is it really? You would think? This is this is a big Charles and Diane episode. It's like just the two about the two of them together, which is something we haven't gotten yet. Yeah, I mean, on IMDb, it's uh, it's tied with another episode for the top rating of the season. So I guess you know there is some some people who were really into this one. They 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 really were looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. well, clearly we haven't seen that episode because you would have said if we had seen it already what the highest ranked right. episode of the season is. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so you're saying it wasn't? Uh, well, no, it's tied it, with the highest. It, it, yeah, but you're you're cool. telling me it wasn't last week with the. No. With Michael Fagan? No, that was not. Fagan did not, not top the, the list? No, unfortunately not. Our boy did not make it. Uh, almost seems like a, a, a weird kind of, I don't know, uh, episode to follow last week because it kind of plays up, falls up directly on favorites, not so much of Fagan. <laughs> That's how this show is. The show is not well paced. I think if you're binging it, it might flow a little better. Mm-hmm. But taking a week off, it does feel like Fagin should have gone before favorites. 
And we know that Morgan is not beholden to timelines, so it shouldn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, before we fully dive into this episode, though, Dave, is there anything new or anything else we want to discuss? Not to my knowledge, Corey. I, is there something I'm... Is, are there any headlines in the world of the crown that I'm unaware of? Uh, Not in the world of the crown, but in the world of Downton Abbey, Hugh Bonneville is taking on a new role as a COVID-19 vaccine marshal. What does that mean? <laughs> well, Dave, on People.com, my, my leading source for news, uh, Downton Abbey star Hugh, Bonne- Hugh Bonneville is playing the most important role of his life. The actor who stars as the Earl of Grantham in the hit historical drama is volunteering as a marshal at a COVID-19 vaccination center near his home in Midhurst, West Sussex, where his job mm-hmm. is to welcome people and put them at ease ahead of their injections. That's a, that's a way to get people to get vaccinated. He said, I get to wear a high vis and be very bossy and go, oi. Uh, and then he said, no, it's just a way to wel- welcome people, as I'm about to do. Good morning, sir. Welcome. He's he has probably to get just... there at 7.30 a.m. In, in the morning. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> yeah, in the sleepy England town. So, so there you go. If you were unsure about getting a vaccination and where to get it, maybe you need to book a trip. <laughs> To, Maybe he just go. wanted to cut the line because he knows as an actor he's not, you know, he's not until like phase yeah, eight. Come on, he's, he was better than that. He's not just trying to. No, no, he, I, I don't. I don't think he was that kind of guy. But I'm down to go to Midhurst, West Sussex, to get get him <laughs> to help. You're gonna have vaccinated. to wait uh, at least two weeks or go twice. I'm gonna be waiting a long time probably for my vaccination. <laughs> so just uh, show up in England on, and be like, hey. Please, I'm here. I'm, I'm American, I know, but I just want to meet Hugh Bonneville. Uh, so anyways, there's that. The more you know. Yeah, and I was uh, not necessarily related, but mm-hmm. I was just looking up some stuff on, on the crown for some pictures, for some stuff on our end, and I came across an article where Pierce Morgan was very critical of the the treatment of Lord Mountbatten. I don't Piers know if you Morgan? saw this. Piers Morgan, not Gosh. Peter Morgan. Okay. <laughs> and he said that it's almost impossible that that note that Lord Mountbatten wrote Prince Charles. It's like, dude, you got to get your act together. You got to do, you know, the mm-hmm. book, the one that he wrote so and then went and died. Whatever. No, yeah, the yeah. one like or when he was like, calm you, down. You, you yeah, act, you, you messed you've up sown by your so- seeds. Yeah. <laughs> he said that that's almost an impossibility that that happened and that that's totally disrespectful to the memory of Lord Mountbatten. Yeah, get in line, buddy, <laughs> with everyone else. Uh, there's a lot I just in this episode. That's that, a winner of the Celebrity Apprentice right there. Who cares, okay? He's a piece of trash. Uh, there's a lot in this episode that you can just, you know, you know a lot of assumptions were made. So w- w- whatever, you know. It, it's a it's a drama, people. <laughs> yeah, so let's get into, speaking of the drama, let's get into it. No, no man's land. Yeah. Another eating disorder warning uh, for this episode. Yep, yep. Uh, I appreciate that preface. Uh, it's not, not 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 fun to watch at all. Um, we see a new prime minister, but it's not of an- the English variety. Dave, where are we headed for this episode? Down under. <laughs> and how did you feel about that, Dave? Oh, I got I got excited because. I don't know if we've referenced this before, but but Dave makes a big stink of it that he was born the same weekend of the release of Crocodile Dundee 2. And, and I think Dave we have ha- brought it up to the last time they went to Australia. Yeah, and, and Dave believes he has Dundee in his blood. 
<laughs> it is. That's in my DNA, not in my blood. I guess blood is in my DNA, but the DNA <laughs> I mean, yeah. is in my blood. Okay, all right. So, so Dave, you felt a little bit at home watching this episode? Yeah. All right. <laughs> there was no, so there's no good day, mate. <laughs> there's not. <laughs> what if Peter Morgan wrote it? That's not a knife. This is a knife. Yeah. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, missed opportunity, real missed opportunity. Um, well, we do have Bob Hawk. Yeah, the, the prime the, minister. Well, not yet. When we first meet him, he's a candidate. Oh, right. Soon and to be a, Republican. ABC Australia asks him how he feels about the royal visit that's forthcoming, and he's uh, not not thrilled. He doesn't yeah, seem he, interested at all. He's very malicious towards the royals. You can kind of tell what his whole platform is, which is essentially breaking off from the Commonwealth, you know, making mm-hmm. Australia its own thing, uh, which is fair. I mean, what do the Brits know about them? They're they're completely removed. They don't care about them, you know. Yeah, you said they, you wouldn't put a pig in charge of a herd of, of prime beef cattle. Yeah, I mean, they're probably just collecting taxes on them and not caring about them at all, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's got everyone on his side. Uh Back home, though, we we see the queen and her. It's almost like they they're making this a thing now, where it's Queen Mother, Princess Margaret, Princess Anne, and Queen Elizabeth. Queen just Elizabeth, talking. like the bad the bad girls club. Yeah, the mean girls. They're all just gossiping. Uh, I think Elizabeth says that Hawker is just a proud holder, or he, she heard that Phil said he's a proud holder of the world record beer for uh, drinking beer. You know? Yeah, he drank like a liter and some fast amount of time I'm surprised margaret wasn't like let let me go to australia yeah i, I can i can go down under have a fun time uh have some fosters but they're they're increasingly concerned about diana <laughs> i don't know why yep. i just said it that way <laughs> uh but yeah you know she's unhappy and they seem to have an idea of what as to why well, of course they do, and and there and Princess Margaret is aware of the bulimia and the eating. Well, that's disorder. what it is. I mean, that that that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Well, that's that's a um, that's not why she's upset. That is a a symptom. Yes. And yeah. there, they seem quite aware of the fact that things aren't going so hot for for Diana and Charles. Mm-hmm. And now they have to go to Australia and the it becomes a bit of a of a argument there where you know she's gonna have to leave her her kids behind you know as the queen did you know for five months well, she wants before we even get to the title card they yeah. they refer to the prince william as a stabilizing influence mm-hmm. and that that's why they want to bring him on the trip yeah that's why and she that, wants that, to bring him on fair. the trip but Elizabeth, yeah, she can't understand like why she can't leave the children behind for five months, and we Princess get Anne's the, like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, Mar- Margaret gets the best line where she says, "And do you dispo- do you suppose that might have had consequences?" Just tell it like it is, you know. <laughs> like it, it's funny though, Dave, because when we were watching the show, we were wondering why aren't where are the kids? Why, why aren't they there? Now we know she just didn't care. <laughs> yeah, like or it, if the queen was anyone else. They would have called child services on her. <laughs> she literally abandoned her children for months at a time. Well, abandoned? No, she left them in the care of a nanny. But still, sure. 
child services. All her friends would not be, you know, at the soccer game, they wouldn't be like, hey, you're mother of the year. They'd be like, what? is everything okay? Five <laughs> yeah. months. Why, why are you leaving these kids behind all the time? I'm working on my marriage. How long do you have to work on your marriage for? <laughs> Well, for her, five months is the is the name of the game. Yeah. So yeah, we get the flex of the crown, the the name Peter Morgan. Let us know what what what's going on today. Mm-hmm. And we go to a party. Yeah. It's Camilla and Charles holding court. Yeah, holding court, telling they, some kind of story about a, a bear and a, and a hunter with with bigger and bigger guns. And. Maybe I'm reading this incorrectly, but didn't they say he dropped his pants at one time? That this bear is like doing like sodomy to this dude? I think so. Because <laughs> I was just like, wait, what's the humor in this? I don't get this. this I'll be this- honest. I, I got a little turned off by Charles and Camilla on screen at the same time. So I wasn't like, you know, laser focused on it. And then I was like, huh? What? I just was like, who was who this humor for this bit? I mean, it, it kind of shows how just... I mean, these are not. This is a naughty couple. They, they ain't there's a, to be there's a bunch of uh, like old people there. They're telling the story to like a room full of mostly old people about this bear taking down this man. <laughs> and the, Look, the hunter gets a bazooka. You know, he goes from like a pistol to a bazooka. It's a. This is bad uh, news bears. It's stupid. It's stupid. written all over it. It's all just bad news bears. I'm not feeling it. And I don't even see the chemistry between them two either. I mean, maybe it's just the actors. I just don't see it. It's just much. It's forced. It all just feels unnatural. They feel like, fr- I mean, they have a friend vibe to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd agree. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Charles has to go to Australia. Mm-hmm. For f- five weeks, right? Six yeah, weeks? Yeah, a little over a month or so. Mm-hmm. They're together as a team there, though. And uh, Diana is not eager. No. No, 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 no. I mean, she's leaving. She she makes the point, you know, that we have to leave a child in care, and it doesn't seem to cross Charles's mind as like it being a problem, you know. Yeah, Charles is like, "This is what you signed up for," and to a certain extent, I kind of, I, I I don't agree ethically, but I agree fundamentally because it is what you signed up for when you married the prince. She was eighteen or nineteen. What <laughs> I mean? So, so think back to what you were doing when you were eighteen or nineteen. You were doing some I wasn't, stupid I stuff. I wasn't making life-changing choices that would, would come with consequences that... Well, college. So, <laughs> hey, this, I didn't go marrying someone that has all these expectations, whereas Diana did, and she agreed to it at the time. Could have said no. We all, we all make mistakes. <laughs> that, that That's all I got to say about that. But, I mean, look, she makes the point, a baby needs stability. And... Uh, you know they they was it they they take the child away from her as they, you know they're t- getting photos and going on the plane and stuff and she's like breaking down and crying yeah because they say that you know you can get her back but for the first 2 weeks of this trip you can't it's it's just you're too busy yeah. you're not going to have this baby and on the plane too you know the baby's crying and the the, the guy, the, whoever it is, a dean, but it's not the a dean we know. That I just saw in this, the captions as dean, the, the helper of Charles, mm-hmm. is trying to tell her, you know, why she needs to leave the leave the baby. And Charles is just listening, and he just looks completely unmoved. You know, he just he looks annoyed to me. Yeah, absolutely. Because Diane's like, "Come here, you Michael a dean wannabe." 
She, he's, look, look is, is this baby ugly? Is this baby bothering you? Is this baby... Tell me what you think about my baby. Yeah. And the guy's like, no. The babe... She says, say it's a good-looking baby now. Yeah. Put, put some respect on its name. Come on. But then it's she a, doesn't win that fight. No. She, she has to leave the baby. Yeah. Um, and we see them at uh, at a press conference, and she has to put her game face on, you know? Uh, she's she's really not putting her game face on. No, not at all. She can't hide yeah, she, her, her displeasure. And she, they're like, what are you excited about? And she kind of bungles through everything. She she calls like a rock a, a beach or something like that, right? The Ayers Rock, she calls uh, Ayers Rock. And then they're like, it's Ayers. Yeah. And, and listeners call me out if I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> yeah, something about that. And then Charles just basically said she's good at glamorous balls, which is like, come on, man, you don't know this woman. Yeah. When you met, she was in Mid- Midsummer Night's Dream. Like, she's not about the. Bo- she's a creative. She's a person with a lot of. Well, she likes to dress up and stuff. I mean, I I don't think he's that out of line saying that she likes uh, the balls, but it is it's very bad, reductive. It, exactly, it's a bad look to say that's what she's looking forward to. Hmm. Um. But we see but, that they're Bob Hawks people because he's one. Mm-hmm. Seem to be uh, poising to protest and, yeah. and make their presence known because this is a very expensive trip for the taxpayers of Australia. The, I mean, it's coming out of their own back pocket. So it's just like, what are they doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, and while that's going on, we do see the Queen watching footage of their Australia trip from 1954. Yeah, the one that we we watched an episode about uh, in this podcast. I can't remember anything about from that episode. Was that where I think they got was into the, the big elephant? fight and the the press is like videotaping it, or is that Africa? They blend together the two, the two to be honest. It's the <laughs> land down under, or it's, it's uh, first season. Africa. I think they, they go to the yeah. Commonwealth to make a big yeah. thing of it because that, that's but the trip that was where they're supposed to repair things. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think the queen kind of sees this as an opportunity for all of the rights to be wrong because she knows that it helped her and mm-hmm. old Phil. Yeah. Uh, we do see uh, some of the people that Hawk is uh, pulling together, you know, to to throw throw off this whole thing or whoever's going to protest. Dundee. They they call Charles a jug-eared bonehead, which is so on point. The guy's ears are massive, especially in real life. And he's got oh, yeah. a bit of a square head, so it looks like a jug head. So props to those protesters. They really nailed it, you know. And there's an image later on, like a bill, later on this episode of a billboard with his jug head. And it's like, Oh, yeah, the protester at the, the yeah. polo game? It's great. It's great. Yeah, let's make so fun I, of these. <laughs> they deserve it. Yeah. So now uh, we see them outside of uh, Flat Rock, out of outside of uh, Ayers uh, Rock. Mm-hmm. Is this the flex you were talking about, Dave? No, the flex is just the fact that he put his second title card. There's no. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because the CGI looked terrible. I thought here it's like you are clearly not there at Ayers Rock. You're you're just standing there in front of a green screen, mm-hmm. and they're doing the best they can. Yeah, and then they go to walk, and Diana just can't hang. Yeah, she can't handle the heat, uh, and I mean, look. She's not that far removed from having a baby. You know she's got an eating disorder. What are you thinking, Charles? Well, does Charles know she has an eating disorder? Look at her. I mean, he would know better than anyone, like, you know, if she doesn't look, you know, 
healthy or strong, you know? I don't think he would. He doesn't spend a lot of time with her. That is actually true. <laughs> he really does not spend any time with her or pay attention to her. So, yeah. And, and so we hear what he says to, uh, uh, to Camilla, that she's pathetic, weak, fragile, and he can't rely on her for the simplest things. Oy. <laughs> why did you marry her, Charles? Come on, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't know why. But then she she puts her foot down. Mm-hmm. And what does she say? Well, she wants to change things. Well, not that's well. What does she say first? Uh, you tell me. She says she wants to go to Chili's. Wait, the baby back ribs? Yeah, she wants she, she wants her baby back baby back. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I see what she did there. She says she doesn't want to go to Outback. She mm-hmm. wants her baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. ASAP. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's funny. She doesn't want to go to Outback because they are about to have a blooming onion of a fight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, they no, really, we, you know, Outback puns are fun. Yeah, they they really lay into each other. <laughs> um, you know, Charles just tells her what it is. You know, he, he just pretty much can't stand her and stuff, and and she run, wants to change things. She, yeah, Charles, you know, oh, this is a this is a throwdown in this episode. Yeah, because they're they're starting the the porch of of their place that they're staying, and then it moves to them standing in the desert yelling, and it just escalates to a lot of shouting. Yeah, and well, Diana's like, "You don't understand me," and Charles is like, "I've always been misunderstood," and it's he's not necessarily wrong. God knows Phil didn't understand him, sent him to that military school. Yeah, but it's not about you, dude. It's about her <laughs> and the way it's you're about treating them. Her. It's I mean, it is yeah. he is terrible. And mm-hmm. she, she, they, they, it, it just seems like their go to MO is fighting rather than working things out. So, I mean, she has a point. She's tired of living up to his standards that are completely impossible. Mm-hmm. And he says he feels unthanked that he's seen as an old man or gargoyle, as he said. And, uh, it's just like, I feel like in some ways I, I recognize this, Charles, and I don't. I see where it comes from in terms of the hard upbringing of that school and stuff and just being on his own a lot and stuff like that. But I feel like him being such a horrible monster kind of comes out of nowhere. And I guess it's just a result of him being kept away from Camilla. But I feel like this is a side of him we haven't seen that much yet of Charles, of just how we saw it, he We be. saw it in Favorites when he's banging on the door saying, like, you need to come see what spent have it's not being outwardly cruel to her like he is in this he's episode. He's hollering at her. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you could, you don't know that. I mean, that was just a short scene. You don't know what could have been going on that day or anything, or, or you know, it was just a. a it, it does seem like we are um, led to just assume because I think this, since this is such recent history relative mm-hmm. to the rest of the show that we know this is deteriorating. Yeah, but then Diana definitely throws down when she says, "Okay, so it started with this bracelet that you told me was the last thing. Then mm-hmm. you wore cufflinks she got you to our wedding." Then the photo yeah. fell out of your diary when we're on our honeymoon, and then I find your love letters to her. So, you got some explaining to do, Charles. And he's like, "You show no interest in me." And she's like, "But how?" And he's like, "Well, come visit here." And she's like, "Why would I visit there? Camilla's there, dummy. That doesn't mean I'm not showing interest in you. I just don't want to be around you and Camilla." And he says, "Well, Camilla's my friend." And it's like, dude, don't pull that. Yeah. Now is not the time to talk about your friend Camilla. Yeah. And she so she's like, Where do I fit in? And he's just like he pulls the old classic trick, 
I love you. But he takes him, <laughs> it takes him a while to say it. Yeah, but it's like the classic, like, if all else fails, just say that. Proclaim, proclaim your love for someone. All's forgiven. And then all's forgiven for the moment. <laughs> like, yeah, it really just... It seems like they both realize that, like, I don't think they've ever sort of had their blow-ups. Yeah. Like that, like this, mm-hmm. where they've cut, because Diana's like, I got to talk to you. And Charles is like, well, I, I should talk to you. And then they t- t- go at it. Kaboom. Yeah. And then they, you know, they set forth a plan of how to solve it, which mm-hmm. was, you know, give them more time on a regular basis. No and, more Camilla, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. She calls him clever, handsome. He calls her gorgeous, and uh, <laughs> there you go. You know they serve each other some platitudes to have a fresh start on Easter. Yeah, and then we see them at some uh, some club dancing, and they are the stars of the show. I mean, they're traveling around. We get some more bad CG of a, a large crowd and the Sydney Opera House behind them. Uh, it's clear that the crowd is just. You know, they copy and pasted the crowd to make it seem like they have a lot of people there. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners do not care about us being critical of that. That's fine. Um, but he's there proclaiming how proud he is of his wife and stuff, and the crowd is going ape shit for uh, Diana. She is mm-hmm. just. She's people well, can't get she's enough for her. Yeah, she's very popular. She's supernova. I mean, kudos to her. You know, she she. she uh, she she, I don't know. She she's got that that. What do you call it? That that. The judge. She's the got zhuzh. the it factor. Yeah, she's got. She's the a it star. Factor. She's made to be a star. Yeah, and she's dressing up like in the the, the pink suit that she wears or whatever the pink dress that she wears. Mm-hmm. Right, how can you not? How can you ignore? I mean, they have a parade and the the guy shakes his hand and says, "You're lucky to have her." <laughs> yeah. And then is this? Then we go to Brisbane, and it's like they're swarmed. Yeah. And and Bob Hawk is thinking like, this is gonna, this is it. Brisbane is my people. There's gonna be, you mm-hmm. know, they're gonna throw poop at her. And then and the way the score was in Brisbane, I was like, did they attempt to assassinate Charles or something in this scene? Because it sounded yeah. like something was gonna happen. They they get awfully close to him. <laughs> and then they swarm Diana, and I'm like, is something gonna happen? And then nothing happens. It's just like. No. She just wants to exchange dresses with one of the people in the crowd. Yeah, and then we cut back to the royals in England. Oh, but we we during this whole se- sequence, though, we do see a phone call come from Parker Bowles to, to Charles, and he he just he's like, "Nah, not now." He's like, "I'm doing good. I'm happy." Yeah, all's okay in the neighborhood over here. Yeah, but we um, we do see the is it the moment after they're leaving like the dance where it's like, "Oh, we could have done that all night," and they like come to a crossroads and then both go their separate ways. Like they're not. The, no, the, no, they, they they stand in front of each each of their own respective hotel rooms, and then she invites them in. Oh, but uh-huh. but then he wakes up on his own, in his own room. Well, I mean, he he went to the land down under for for a night, and then went back. You know, I guess uh, if you're sleeping in a in a king size bed, you don't want to share. I guess I don't know. Have you ever slept in a king size bed, Dave? Yeah, I'm not. What do you think? I'm, I'm homeless or something? I've been to hotels before. Yeah, but it's just like, I, I could share a king size. I don't care. It's okay. Anyways, we learned well, that uh, uh, Diana's uh, son, when they're on the radio program, that he their son, they he used to love a whale uh, um, stuffed animal, but now he, he loves a koala. Mm-hmm. You can't deny a koala. They're cute. But yeah, as you were saying, though, Dave, we do cut back to the, the royal family. 
And they just basically tell us how the rest of the episode is going to go. Yeah. And which saying, I thought was really un, really foolish decision to make storytelling wise. Yeah, it's very hitting you, very much hitting you over the head. And it's like when did Anne become so bitter? Because I mean, well, I guess when she her marriage fell apart. Uh, but Anne says, you know, to Elizabeth that this trip was supposed to be about Charles, his grand debut. But it's uh, Diana that's drawn the people. And, you know, Charles craves reassurance. Yeah. And Charles, Charles and the good morale between him and Diana is the reason why mm-hmm. things are going well. If he was a miserable grump, she would be a miserable grump. And they would be boring and there would be protests. But no, because they're on the same level, mm-hmm. she's being great. He's being great. They're popular. I mean, she's definitely outshining him, but yeah, yeah. we don't need Anne to to be like the evil dowager. Yeah, just making unnecessary uh, quips uh, or mm-hmm. uh, or just uh, observations. Uh, I mean, we know from Charles's history too. Just of course, he needs reassurance. He he feels he feels like fa- uh, daddy wasn't there. He he was sent away and stuff, you know. So. Yeah, of course he needs reassurance. So, anyways, we get this these two scenes where he goes to play polo on a horse, and he falls off the horse, and then sees the the crowd pretty much laughing at him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sees the jug ears sign. <laughs> and he's he kind of looks at the mirror, and he's like, "I am, I am jug ears." And uh, Diana is with a bunch of men in speedos, and. Uh, yeah, she's she's on top of the world, and he's uh, getting laughed at. And there you go, have it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we see another blow up, kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, in slow motion, you know, he's he's jealous uh, of her. Yeah. He says, this is, thanks to you, people are laughing in my face. Yeah. They exit the car. He notices everyone's taking photos of her, not photos of him. Can he just uh, be happy? Can he? Can he just appreciate that's his wife? Yeah, he says my, people are laughing at me. I don't deserve this. Because uh, was it? He was giving some speech, and she was bl- blushing during the speech or whatever. And he thought it's like he, he's putting her in an unforgivable spot of like, how do you get out of this? Okay, she's blushing at the stuff he's saying, but she's kind of laughing, like you know, she's mm-hmm. trying to be a good sport. And he just doesn't see it that way. He just he reviled. He's reviled by her, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then we see he goes to meet Bob Hawk. Yeah. And Hawk is like, she's made us look like chumps. Dave, how would Hawk say it? She made us look like chumps. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> it's a nobody's like, country. I wanted to get out of your little group. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. What's the stop there? Well, he, he also says, good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so... Yeah, he he tells me if it had just been you, Phil, I would have gotten my wishes to stand on our own two feet. But you got the perfect wife and perfect princess right there. So, and Phil's okay. like, dude, I wish you could could, could break off from the UK. <laughs> That'd be cool, dude. Let's just but go I our own that, ways, man. Just I do like that he out. straight up tells tells Philip. He's like, I really don't want to be a part of this involved with you. Yeah, but because of your face. wife, I can't do that. Yeah, she's a superstar. And, and Phil, th- back. Phil. Does nothing. Phil is not like, hey man, screw you. Yeah, he's like perfectly okay with it. But it's kind of wild because this episode takes place in 1984. 
mm-hmm. 50 or 30 years after they, they traveled there. And as much as he says, like, you know, you set us back and two years later, in 1986, they're able to break away from the Commonwealth Australia. So it's like, it didn't really set them back. You, I guess I, yeah, you know, it's all just, yeah, but it's weird the way they position it in this episode, because there really isn't any reason to have the prime minister in there and like this whole kind of subplot or anything. And I think Diana, maybe Morgan thought that he needed to juice it up just a little bit. Yeah. He a didn't. little zhuzh in there. Yeah. Yeah. That Diana's got all the zhuzh. We don't need any more zhuzh. So that, that's how you play it up. Playing it to the rafters folks. Um, and then we get shocked in one of the wildest turns of this episode. Uh, I don't know how you took this day, but then it cuts to black and a bunch of tribal folk are, are shouting at us. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Yeah, it's a montage of just <laughs> what, how what is going chaotic. on in the scene. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's some sort of Aboriginal dance that they're doing for them. That's what it. It's all it is. It, they're in New Zealand now. They left Australia. Yeah. They go to New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, it, is it close to Tonga? Is this where we the the Tonga? No, Man? I don't think. So. Oh man, I don't think so. But yeah, it's just a montage. But we see this. Of, it's a montage of of the bulimia coming back and the sort of mm-hmm. problems with Charles and Diana with this sort of guttural tribal performance edited as if it's like uh red hot chili peppers give it away now the way they have them shouting in the camera and, and stuff the like close-ups that. on the dude's face for sure it's so intense like like just knowing who this show is pitched towards like you know older folk i can only imagine the heart jump scares you know that the, he just gave people by putting it in there i don't get it <laughs> yeah yeah they should have had a seizure warning at the beginning of the episode too it, yeah absolutely it just comes blah it's like okay dude Got they were it. playing. They were playing um, some songs off of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, Diana is like, I need to talk to the Queen. I need to get out of here and, and talk to her. Well, when the plane lands, we see this like Charles is like, I'm going. I'm going home. And Diana's like, I'm going home. And the cars literally go the opposite directions. Yeah. It's like Different someone went to, Someone took film 101 and directed that shot. <laughs> Nominated for a Golden Globe. Did you notice that this episode on Netflix? It said like nominated for Golden Globes. And it's like, oh, come on, <laughs> don't fool people into think to thinking that this is that means anything. Anyways, uh, yeah. So Diana goes to, t- to talk to the Queen. Indeed, she says, "I'm struggling." <laughs> yeah, I'm hurting. Uh, but the Queen's like, "There's pictures of you everywhere. Everything must be f- perfectly fine, right? That's how this works." Hmm. But Diana's like, it's not good. We're not get, we're not getting along so hot. Yeah, it, you know, it's just not working. And the queen immediately takes this the wrong way. She's like, do you mean I'm a terrible mother? That the Duke of Edinburgh was a terrible father? And it's like, you're jumping to a conclusion it's a little bit quick there, Elizabeth. What she's insinuating or trying to tell you. <laughs> and then the queen pushes back. She's like, seems to me like you're enjoying the limelight too much. Yeah. Which is just like, I don't even know where that's coming from a little bit. Like, I, I, they've kind of slow played this evolution of the queen o- over the past year, but I can I can definitely buy that she's a little bit more judgy as Olivia Coleman portrays her and that she doesn't have sympathy. But at the same time, you know, I was just this watching this. This is a harsh scene. turn. This is a strange turn for Elizabeth. Right, I was just watching this, watching this scene and just thinking, like, how did we get here from Claire Foy? Like, I don't recognize this queen from the Claire Foy queen at all in mm-hmm. some ways. Well, it, it's so, um, it's so tough because it, Diana's like, yeah, well, obviously, you know, feels good to be cheered and get some positive attention. 
Because God knows she's not getting it from Charles. And then she's like, all I want to do is play for the team, and you won't let me. Yeah, that's what Diana I don't even know you. And the queen is just like, not good at having this discussion. Yeah. Uh, And the queen makes the point, like, it's a mistake to assume people feel sympathy. (laughs) Because she just thinks that, you know, they're kind of people just don't think of them as people in their roles, you know, they, they, they can't show sympathy towards them. Um, and then yeah, Diana's Diana like, I got, I got a kid. The people love the kid. People love me. People love that yeah. we're humans. People got mad love for me. I don't know what you're talking about. Queen, <laughs> just yeah. cause you don't open yourself up. And that's where she says, I want to play for the team. Put me in the game coach. Take me and off the it, bench. And then the queen rings the bell. She's like, this conversation's over. <laughs> she tells her, uh, Elizabeth, you're the captain of the team, which I thought was some kind of weak writing. Where it's like you couldn't have just made this more literal, could you? Have, you know, more. <laughs> but yeah, no, and then Elizabeth Diana, the Diana just goes for a vice grip hug, and it's like I need Diana. This is a call for help. Yeah, like help me. And it, it really goes to show of this character they created of Elizabeth on the show, who just can't recognize emotions <laughs> in a lot of ways, or or understand them. Um. She's just, you know, cold as ice. Yeah, and so, then we get another meeting of the Bad Girls Club, the Mean Girls Society. Yeah, they're, they're, they're having dinner, and the Queen actually does float the idea of maybe having Diana become a liaison between the Windsors and the modern world, you know, that it's a way for the crown maybe to stay relevant or something like that. Mm-hmm. But Queen Mama, Queen Mama immediately shuts that down. <laughs> says Diana's an immature little girl who will give up her struggles and bend. Oh, yeah. And then uh, they say when she bends, she will fit. And then old Margaret has to come, and if she doesn't bend, she will break. Yeah. And Anne agrees with that, too. Uh, That she'll break pretty much, right? So. Yeah. It's just kind of odd to see the queen defer so much to the queen mama. Because, like, clearly she comes from a different time. <laughs> and I understand that she has to respect her opinion and stuff like that. But it's like, don't take your advice from – it's almost like when you get your advice, Dave, you know, from your grandparents of, like, m- m- well-intentioned but completely out of step with what today is sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, in my day, I used to meet people doing this or that. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know, I have an app for that, you know. <laughs> so – it's, it's just how I see it here too. Is like Elizabeth, what are you doing? Listening to your queen mother. Give Diana a role, you know. And, and I think she's learned from that too. You see that today with Megan and um, the the what's the other one? The the one that Kate? everyone, yeah, Kate, <laughs> the, the main one. Yeah, yeah. That she she's definitely put more of an effort into like you know showing them the ropes a little bit and having them be out there as like public figures. Yeah, for sure. So can only hope that they turn this uh, boat around at some point, but I don't see it happening in the near future. No, not at all. <laughs> no. So Dave, was this a good episode? Yeah, it was. I thought so. I thought the the stuff with Bob Hawk was a little tacked on, but everything else was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think I mean, we covered it a little bit. Just I struggled a little bit of them turning the the royals into like these evil villains, which I mean, based on what I've read. It, they may have gone a little soft on them in certain respects in terms of like how bad of people they are, but it's not in the villainous way that they show them here. It's it's more, you know, subtle, like just not realizing the power they have or the place that they have and the effects mm-hmm. that it has. Yeah, maybe. Um, 
so it was hard just to see like Charles just becoming such a, a terrible person towards Diana in this episode. Well, the problem is it, it's not just Charles because if it was just Charles, no, then, you could, then you could fall back that Queen Elizabeth is sort of concerned or, mm-hmm. you know, she cares and she wants the best thing for the couple. But no, she's like doubling down and with on Charles's side almost in a lot of this. And it's really strange. I mean, I guess in some ways, I think we're supposed to read it that when Queen Elizabeth takes a issue with Diana not leaving her children behind. She sees it in some ways of Elizabeth not putting her best or Diana not putting her best foot forward with Charles that, you know, mm-hmm. she reflects on how the Australia trip helped her to salvage her marriage with Phil. And that the, that's the opportunity that's there for them. But she's too busy with this child and clinging to this child to give it a mm-hmm. shot. So maybe if they played that up a little bit more and that, Maybe maybe that's an unfair read, but that that's the only reason why I can really come to like why Elizabeth because it seems like Elizabeth was telling Charles just two episodes ago to be there for his wife in the favorites episode. And now mm-hmm. Diana's telling her he's not there for me, and then she doesn't care, <laughs> you know. So it's just. It's well, a, I think it's a matter of like mothering, you know. Like she's going to be critical of her son to her son's face, but when. His daughter, her daughter-in-law is like, hey, your son's not being that great. She's not going to be like, well, my son's bad and I know it. She's going to be more defensive. But yeah. it does also come out of nowhere. Right. Considering so the last to... episode, she had a total stranger sitting on her bed and talked to him for 10 minutes. <laughs> and no one has brought it up since. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's why I feel like we have to do some like legwork to kind of figure out why, what's with this heel turn a little bit, you know, this, this tweener turn. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, let's get to the power rankings. Yeah. Who do you got going down? Uh, number three, I got Anne. I just don't Thanks. like her attitude. I have, this I have Anne here, too. She, she's just she's, a negative Nancy. But she's a negative Nancy for good. She She's trying to make points, and they're not hitting. And I, I mean, feel they're, bad they're, for her. They're hitting at home. They're not hitting with us. You know, for our... our we just don't I, I sympathize with Princess Anne. You sympathize with her? Yeah, when she says, like, of when Margaret's like, well, you think, you know, do you think you're leaving the kids for five months did anything and -hmm. princess Anne's like rolling her eyes like i'm definitely on princess Anne's side in that situation sure i i just don't like how she's just calling her shots on on how how charles will behave and part of this whole mean girls thing i don't like this mean girls consortium and 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 because of that david number two i got elizabeth i don't i don't like this whole negative turn where they're all just you know conspiring in a lot of ways against diana and just talking trash behind her back i don't like seeing it i don't like it don't like this mm-hmm. attitude well i got i got bob hawk at number two <laughs> okay he got elected to the prime minister yeah but he wanted to to break off okay and it's the whole side plot is that he couldn't because diana put him in his place i, I mean sure yeah that, that that i guess for for that that time he, he got put back mm-hmm well, number one going down, uh, I feel like we got to be in lockstep on this or I'm totally missing something, but I have Charles. Okay. Wow. Well, he is just, he's a piece of trash, man, through and through this entire episode, and he's completely unhappy. And he's not a good father. He's shown up to be a terrible father. He's just not caring about where his kid is. And uh, he's just, I can't, you can't stand by any of his actions with Diana. All right. Well, I got I got the queen at number one going down because okay. she is totally dropping the ball with her. You know, there's the one there's the one quote that Diana has in the radio interview where she goes, "I'm a wife and a mother first. And yeah. the queen 
I don't think she's ever said that. Ever. And I think uh, this is the episode where Diana literally hugs her and squeezes her and says, like, help me. And the yeah. queen then goes to dinner to talk trash. Yeah. Like, Just she is totally pathetic. inhuman in this episode, and I am not a fan. Yeah. But I, it's funny, though. I, I did see a little bit of how it aligns with the vision of the queen today, or the queen at least that we knew from, like, the 90s and 2000s where she's steely and ice cold and reserved, you know. I can see how they're morphing her into that. It just – it required – and we needed, like, a Revenge of the Sith episode to, like, get there a little bit more, mm-hmm. I feel like. <laughs> to, so this is the – I feel like we got a couple more Revenge of the Sith episodes coming. Yeah. Well, Dave, who is going up for you then? Who's, who's number three? I got Charles going at number three. You're an idiot. Okay, explain. I think I think he's trying, and and no, he's not. He is he barely trying for tries. some of the episode. So in the okay. beginning of the episode, he's living his life that he's having fun living. Yeah, with Camilla. He tells a joke about things, sodomy. <laughs> okay, things go down, and then they come back up, and then the tour doesn't necessarily go his way, mm-hmm. but. It's not the work. You know, like, there's not that many characters in this episode, and I think that he has a good chunk of this episode where he's doing the right thing. It's like two minutes, that montage of, like, I love you. Let's work this out. Two minutes, and then it's back to, like, He's a no. good dancer. He dances well. Okay, great. <laughs> well, at three, because there is a lack of characters in this episode, I got Ira Rock. Uh, they put some respect on its name. <laughs> Tell you how to pronounce it. They They, they hike it. It looks beautiful. They, they don't like. They don't get very. They don't like it. They try to, but I, it makes me. It makes me want to go to Australia. So there you have it. Okay. Well, number two, I got the public because the public loves Diana. Yeah, good for them. And it's their choice, you know. Like it's the the public is is invested in the royalty, which is something that is a we see throughout the course of the show is something that is an issue. Mm-hmm. And the the people are loving her. It's it's yeah. they're caught up in Diana mania. This is better than Margaretology. It's true. It's more effective, yeah, for for pushing the the narrative of Dinah's the best. Uh, and for those reasons, I have Dinah at number two. She mm-hmm. is just sweeping Australia, you know, sweeping through the nation, taking them by storm, and they they love her. She's having a blast, except that her marriage is completely broken. And this episode closes with her crying to herself. There's no way she's having the best week if that's how they wrap up the episode. So that's mm-hmm. where she ends up. Well, I got her at number one because I think. Because you don't care. <laughs> no, because I think she does a lot of... Um, she makes moves. Sure. So she doesn't necessarily end the episode on the highest of highs, but mm-hmm. she goes into a meeting with the queen and she's like, no, you cannot dismiss me. And then she hugs the queen. So like she has her whole episode where she's doing what she's doing and mm-hmm. she's the one to initiate the conversation that changes things. So but it I doesn't think really that Diana's change resp- anything. <laughs> but it, it does briefly. Okay. And I think Diana Mania is real. You know, it's running wild. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that she is well-intended. Like, she doesn't want to see this go poorly, whereas I think Charles is sabotaging it. Yeah, absolutely he is. So that's why I think should, she's... She should have married her. Yeah, she's, she's number one for me. Okay. Well, she's also crying by the end of the episode. Let's <laughs> say, with a tear in her eye. Okay. Well, number one, Dave, I have Australia. The land this down is- under. <laughs> absolutely i mean they were in the spotlight for most of the episode how can they not be and then they got their cake and ate it too they got to see diana stroll through their parades enjoy her you know enjoy her presence lu- luxuriate in her company and then 
just from history, they got free from the Commonwealth two years later. So it's like, you know, bang bang. Exactly. We, we why why are we you know worried about the UK? We already got to see Hulk Hogan. You know, we don't need to go see go to WrestleMania anymore. We already got to see him. So you know, Australia yeah. Australia Austra- 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 is all set. Yeah, <laughs> ran wild. <laughs> Diana, 1984 yeah. we don't need a, we don't need it forever just for 1984 exactly so kudos to Australia and I hope you've enjoyed your independence for the past 30 plus years yeah good for them 35 years right this year 86 yeah it'll be 35 this year alright well that is that episode it was, it, was a, it was a pretty good one yes indeed yeah and now we transition Dave to what have we been watching otherwise I've just been watching movies. That's all I've been. I haven't really watched much okay. TV. What have you been watching? I'm on my my purge my Blu-ray collection mission. Yeah, you ran so out I of watched, Rocky movies. I, I ran out of Rocky movies. I still got Creed movies, but I haven't watched those because I've seen yeah. them. And I kind of six six movies at Stallone is a lot. <laughs> so I need is. a break. And, and boxing movies is a lot. So I watched. Yeah. Let me see. I have it on my phone. What I've watched. I've, I watched Get Him to the Greek. Great movie, great movie. I like that movie a lot. I watched the the Guillermo del Toro animated movie Book of Life. Oh, how was that? It was bad. I really didn't oh, like okay. it. <laughs> okay, it was supposed to be. I, I think I bought it for like three dollars, and I had heard it was really good. Uh huh. And I never watched it, and I was like, let me give this a shot. And then it yeah. was like, it's Coco exists. There's no need for the Book of Life. Sure. <laughs> then I also watched the Iron Giant, which is incredible better every time and then i watched for the first time the original terminator that's insane well i haven't seen all of iron giant front to back but well, that's that's a you're not movie. seeing the terminator though is come on come on i've seen two and three i've seen two about 10 times but i've never seen all yeah. of one so i again i bought it really cheap saying you know i got to get around to it and it's, it's and good it's good arnold just shooting people with shotguns the whole time it's solid the, the, i mean the, the the gun store scene too where Oh, you know, with with the um, uncle, the guy from Gremlins, is the, yeah. who works at the gun store. Yeah. So and then I watched like, the. Or did you continue talking the about scene the scene where he says like something right, and he says wrong, and then. Arnold <laughs> <laughs> probably has eight lines in the whole movie. I don't get oh, how how. Oh, I'll, I'll be back. It's so standout. It's just like happens, and then it's yeah, done. It's just a statement. Yeah. And then I I watched the Green Hornet, the Seth Rogen. One, wow, you were you're blazing a trail through your Blu-ray collection. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, and let me say, of those movies, the only one that I'm keeping is the Iron Giant. You're not keeping Get Into the Greek? Oh, actually, no. That's um, yeah, but I don't know if I'm gonna like watch that movie again. Like, I I yeah. really like it, but I don't know if I need it. You watch Whereas it in ten years. Iron, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, I I watched a couple of other Judd Apatow era movies, and like The Green Hornet being one of them, mm-hmm. and those movies are just so long. Like, he yeah. doesn't. He's allowed for comedy to become like two hours. It's just too long. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Get him to the Greek might to... be, and I, this this might be a hot take, but it might be the best iteration of an Apatow era comedy. I think it might yeah. be better than it's Super underrated. Bad. I, I just remember Dave. We saw actually the week before it came out because you were working at uh, Oxygen Network at the time for Oprah, mm-hmm. uh, and you got passes so we saw it like a week before it came out and i think both of us walked out of it like thinking this is going to be the biggest movie this is hilarious front to back and then it just kind of came out did okay and time forgot it. <laughs> it it's great it's that's it has i think i think it's better than super bad i think it's that might be the funnier. only other one that that transcends the, the limo scene is 
probably one of the hardest hardest scenes I've ever laughed at in the theater and get into the Greek. When he's, he's taking all the drinking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anything with vomit makes me laugh. I've, I've realized in an There's a ton life. of vomit in that movie. Vomit never ceases to make me laugh, no matter what. Well, except in this episode of The Crown. <laughs> like, that was not funny. Yes. But it, it, so, like, it's a, like alcohol-induced vomiting is always funny. Oh, it's always funny. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I haven't watched too much, though, Dave, because, you know, I'm football-obsessed, so I was just consuming all the football content that I could over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did get around to watching Denzel Washington's latest film, The Little Things. How is it? It is not good. <laughs> it is. That's what I'm and hearing. Look, Denzel never makes a bad movie, so there is a lot to watch and like about it. But oh my gosh, the, Rami Malek is supposed to be the the cool cop in this movie, and he is so miscast. There's nothing cool about Rami Malek. Isn't Jared Leto in there too? Yeah, he's he's this creepy guy who's. I don't understand so how they he got two, nominated for the two for, creepiest guys in Hollywood. <laughs> absolutely, and one's supposed to be completely normal, and he's not. Uh, so Jared Leto, he got nominated for a Golden Globe again. They don't matter. He got nominated for a SAG award, which is crazy. He's terrible in this movie. It, like Jared Leto is absolutely excruciating to watch in this movie because he's one of those actors who goes all out and goes method, but there's not one second where you don't see he's acting in every single thing he's in. Mm-hmm. And he walks in this movie like he's like Vince McMahon's like gorilla walk. Like it's like the weirdest thing to watch. He's so bad in this movie. And Denzel does great. There's a few scenes where he like intimidates Jared Leto and you can kind of see, I think Leto's like a little scared by Denzel because Denzel just has that, that weight to him. Mm-hmm. Not enough to save the movie. It's too slow. It's too long. And it's a shame. It's a shame. Well, luckily for all the Jared Leto fans, those couple of stills came out from the Snyder Cut. Oh, yeah, him as Joker, yeah. yeah right. He's back, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone wanted, yeah. Anyways, just go, just go watch other Denzel Washington movies. There's a whole bunch on HBO Max. I was home recently uh, after quarantine and watched uh, The Pelican Brief and Out of Time with my mom, and I cannot recommend Out of Time enough. Uh, it has Denzel Washington versus Dean Kane from some Superman in the 90s and Ava Mendes and it's great. <laughs> Highly okay. recommend that movie out of time. Stream it on YouTube for free. So anyways, there you have it. <laughs> yep, that's all we've been watching. Another week of The Crown in the books. We only have four more episodes left, Dave, of this season Wee. and what do we do? <laughs> what do well, we then do? Well, then I think when we look at the calendar, month from now, so four more weeks, well, we'll have to recap some stuff. Yeah, so then, you know, five... Or, and then we're going to be right around what, what they call WrestleMania season. So maybe it's time for a little bit of a crown mix match challenge. Let's get wild, man. Dynamania. Let's let it run wild. Yeah, it's running wild on all of us. Yeah. But until then, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Gmail, lordsgrantham at gmail.com, and Instagram, we're there. And... Uh, Yep, uh, we just got over the past week. We got a new upstairs tier Patreon patron, so thank you. Let me look up the name. I know we got one right before our Pride and Prejudice episode, and who? What's our Sonia? Yes, we just got um, Lisa. Oh, so I don't. Uh, I have to send her all of our backup episodes, so that will be happening thank soon. You. But another another member of the Lords of Grantham Lounge, Appreciate which has it. become. Very lively. I'm I'm very impressed Probably. with the the people in there, the individuals in there. Packing them in. You know, you know, you've done something right when they're starting the episode discussion threads, and you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
It'd just be easier if they maybe if there's just like a subreddit somewhere out there. And so we do it on Facebook because you know we we go against the grain. Well, or like I feel like Discord servers are like the new thing. That too. Our friends Anna Scary have a Discord server. We got a Facebook group. We 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 we're, what we're doing is working, so we're sticking to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So but until then, also jump leave on a board and review on iTunes if you so yep. choose. Five stars, and we'll we'll catch you next time. Until then. <laughs>